When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, everybody! Woohoo! It is Tuesday, Brandon. <laughs> So I'm celebrating hump day regardless. Oh, all right then. Congrats. You get two this week. That means my Friday is Thursday, (laughs) FYI. Okay, well then, Friday's (laughs) going to be fun. Make sure you tune in. Uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. We are live from the Minnesota State Fair. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And I think we can say that uh, today is the day that we really are smelling the manure. <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally like, what is, why does it smell like animal duty? Thanks, Bessie. And Colleen was like, check my shoe. I did. I made him look at my shoes. I'm like, am I missing something? Did well, I step in something? We're also downwind of a porta potty. Thank well, you, Minnesota State Fair. But we also love that porta potty. Well, I, I actually am not going to complain because it saves having to run all the way to the bathroom. Yeah. You all, it's I'm, all about you, us. Thank it's you about guys our for comfort. Listening thank you. to us talk about what we like about the Minnesota State Fair today. Okay, so I like your shirt, that, sir. That is not. Oh, hey, look at that! He is sporting the new Team Cobra established 2012 shirt. Bradley Trainer also modeling that. I have, uh, I think, last year's model on right now. Hi. Bye. Or no, it's bye. Um, we bye. need a high shirt. We should do a high yeah. one. Yeah. Hi, yeah, bye. Well, throw that in the right. throw that in the hopper. Anyway, any who's you what's and then we'll forget. And when it's time to come up with a new shirt, we won't have any. Ideas. That's a That's fact. How That's how it works. Uh, anyway, in any case, you can buy these t-shirts uh, for all the shows here at the Minnesota State Fair at the My Talk booth. And if you're not headed out to the fair this year and you really want a shirt, no big deal. Maybe you're a collector. You've got every year of the Hey Girl Hey shirt. That's fine. Yeah. It's all good because yeah. you know why? You can get them online, but only for the duration of the fair. So hurry up, get in there, uh, do your thing. And uh, now... Let's actually start the show. Yes. Bradley Trainer, I'm actually glad you did the heavy lifting on this. I keep on seeing headlines about Meghan Markle, but I have not read any of the actual substance. You, Bradley Trainer, did the heavy lifting. I did Thank it for you. you. So uh, there's this big long piece in the cut about Meghan Markle. It's, you know, what we would call in the business. A, uh, I don't even know what would we call it in the business. It's just like a profile. A profile. Yeah, actually, that's what they would call it. I'm so in the business, I don't even <laughs> you know didn't the words. Know. It's fine. No, anyway, um, it's a. Prof- he thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a profile of Meghan Markle in the cut, and it's everything you would expect. Now, I say that with all sincerity and also um, snark, because mm. you know, like. I'm going to tell you what the how the tabloid media reacted to this interview with Meghan Markle. And it's trash and they're trolls and we'll talk about it. But it also is everything I think, you know, m- most people who've like paid attention to the Harry and Meghan saga would expect. Meaning it is very curated. It is very thoughtful. She presents herself in an extremely... Um, curated, articulate way, mm-hmm. right? Like she is just, she has planned everything out to a T. 
it's the Meghan Markle we know. Right. And so then you would say, well, did I actually learn anything in this piece? Because if it just kind of reiterates what you already thought about Meghan Markle, what what's the point of this? Right. So I did learn some things, and I think it also is clear that Meghan is trying to take the story about her to the next level, meaning she's got this new podcast. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's why we're doing this. She has this a new podcast. This is about an image redo. Exactly. Yeah. Image redo or like image, like uh, she's turning she's, a corner. Yeah. She's, she, yeah, she's leveling up the image. So she actually at one point stops herself and is like, oh, but I talked about all that with Oprah, so we don't need to get into that. Oh. She's very much trying to like turn away from that moment. Yeah. Drama, all of that stuff where they left the royal family. And sort of, I think, set the stage for the next act. But it comes with all of the things I think you would expect from Meghan Markle, which is she has a plan. You're not really going to know the mm -hmm. plan. But you can kind of see where she's going. Yeah. You see, I, like, I know th that sounds kind of vague. No, I understand. It's like, a, it's like she's got a marketing plan. She's got a PR plan. She has a map for where she's going. And uh, she's not going to tell us what it's going to look like. But, but if you're paying attention, you can see it. So for an example, I want to just give you an illustration of that uh, in, from this piece in the cut. Where it, the reporter who's doing this piece says, attempts to learn what those other projects might be. She's talking about asking Megan, like, what else are you working on other than this podcast? And says, attempts to learn what those other projects might be or what their plans are, are met with an institutional paranoia by a team that responds to press inquiries as if it's protecting nuclear codes. Contact with non-approved employees uh, invites fear and suspicion, confrontation. Questions about rumored projects, for example, an at-home with uh, Meghan and Harry type docuseries that reportedly has an attached director, Liz Garbus, and footage shot by teams of cameramen who've been spotted following the couple around are met with half answers shrouded in winks, codes, and redirection. Megan gives hmm. Megan herself gives off an effortless, arms wide open, relatable affectation. She dangles the glimpse behind the curtain while the machine in place around her slams the door. Ooh. It's so fascinating because like that makes total sense yeah. of what we're looking at. And it also it also sounds vaguely familiar. Well, I was gonna say it sounds like everything every other sort of reality family does. Exactly that. And when I think of reality families that were reality families before they were reality families, I think mm -hmm. of the royal family. Yeah. This sounds like if you're reading the first part of this, um, a team that responds to press inquiries as if it's protecting nuclear codes, contact with non-approved employees invites fear and suspicion, confrontation. Mm. This is all sort of the like paranoia that you see from the royal family, which is one of the things that essentially drove these two from the royal family. Yeah. Because it was all that fear and suspicion and questioning and like, oh, we've got to make sure we always look our best and do our best. Mm -hmm. That played, that meant, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That um, created, I think, the stress in Megan that she right. did not want for her or her family. What's interesting about that is, uh, to me, the, the major difference is that she, she has more control over this model yeah this is like fully theirs yeah so what i'm i guess what i'm saying so is like, like the, the, it's like they left the climate for the same climate yeah uh, they kind of re are recreating right it because if one of your concerns is that for example one of the reasons they say they left is because in order like if she wanted to post anything on her social media she had to give it to the royal rota first remember the royal rota right. is that 
um, essentially the British tabloid media. Mm -hmm. So they have this agreement, right? The royal family and the royal rota, blah, blah, blah. Um, if the royal family wants to publish something, they have to give it to these, you know, reporters and tabloids first. Mm -hmm. And then they can post it on their own stuff. So, like, she didn't feel like she was able to be in control of her story at all that wasn't mediated through this right. royal rota system. Yet, now anybody who's not yeah. those two uh -huh. that's connected with them... Yep is like having to interact with that same system. It's yes. just their system. They've just changed their role yeah. in it. Yes, exactly. And it really is about, to me, it feels like it's about control. And I think that was one of the things that was the hardest for Megan about being in the royal family was that she had no control. And that seems to be a driving factor for how she's going to live now. And Exactly. And I also think that it's interesting, again, we're talking about this uh, Meghan Markle piece in the cut. I also think that, you know, the let's talk a little bit about the tabloid media and the way they've responded. They basically have come oh. for her in no uncertain terms. For example, here's a headline from the New York Post. Toddler and Tierra, Meghan Markle still throwing tantrums about royal family. Now, I just want to read a couple mm -hmm. words to you. This is the kind of, and this is like, there are plenty of articles just like this following this piece, this profile in the cut. Uh -huh. She has nothing to offer, no original thoughts or guiding philosophy, no earthly reason to be taking so much money from and so much space in the mainstream media she so clearly despises. You know, just as she despises the British royal family, even uh, as she clings to her title and accepts money to her father-in-law. It's just a litany of all of the things that are wrong with Meghan Markle. Not one piece of, like... Oh, let me try to understand this yeah. person and what they've been through and where they're at and where they're trying to go without attaching all of these value statements right. to their... You know, she has nothing to offer? It's so, it is so obvious that the media has a view, the tabloid media, yeah. I should say, has a view of Meghan and her role in their leaving the royal family. And it is so obvious that they will go for the lowest hanging fruit in order to interpret it in such a way to continue. And, and this is a lesson, I think, honestly, to, well, to everybody, that the tabloid media can make anybody sound any way. Yeah. It just is a matter of perspective. Yep. But it sounds to me like you have a different perspective about how she was trying to orchestrate and architect that interview. Yeah, because I did one very simple thing. Read it and thought? I read it and thought mm -hmm. because I will tell you all of the headlines, all the hot takes that I read about this article. There's some more from page six where it's like, oh, she talks about how... You know, Prince uh, Harry lost his dad and essentially implies that, you know, they imply that it's her fault that he doesn't have a relationship with his dad. Um, then as I'm reading the piece, I'm like, I don't I'm not getting any of this. She's bending over backwards, in fact, to talk about how, you know, um, like things are problematic, mm -hmm. but she had to do what she needed to do. They decided as a family to do what they wanted to do as a family. It's not it's to say. You might have criticisms about the way they're choosing to live their life, but it's not because they're inherently bad people or right. somehow they did something horrible to the royal family, right? Like, I don't have that... that because you approached it with an open mind about who Meghan Markle is. Yeah. Whereas if you are the tabloid media and you're hell-bent on trying to make her look like the evil witch that pulled Harry from yeah. the royal family, uh, you're going to go into it assuming a different perspective. It's 
I, I hate to do this, but it's true. When we do the show, I always say we do two shows. We do the show that we're doing, and then there's the show that everybody's hearing. Yeah. And sometimes things will get like put like given back to us, and I'll be like, I don't feel like that's what we said. And that's probably exactly what's happening with Meghan Markle right now. She's saying things in a certain way, but when the receiver has a certain perspective then it can get spun through that lens. Like, is Meghan Markle driven? Yes. Is Does she have definite goals? Yes. Does she care about her and her family? Yes. Does that come at the expense of other people's desires and wishes? Yes. yes. Is she secretive and cagey about what she's going to do? Yes. Now, take all of those things I just said mm -hmm. and apply them to Steve Jobs. Yeah. I am not saying she is Steve Jobs. Right. But take them to any other successful or, man. Or, or, I mean, any other, yes. That point is well made. But also, we would apply all of those things to Oprah, too. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think, well, yes. There, there are a number of reasons. And it's interesting that we're having this conversation now about Meghan Markle, about this piece in the cut, because there is this moment where the reporter is questioning why uh, Meghan Markle actually said, you know, the reporter says, why do you think you're getting this essentially negative reaction? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, why do you think? And then the uh. reporter's like, well, I'm going to think this all the way through and gives like the four different reasons why. Mm -hmm. And I think it's absolutely the case that people tend to react to her in a way that tells far more about the person reacting than right. it does about where Mar Meghan Markle really is. You might not like some things that she says right. or the way that she's cho chosen to live her life. But I don't think there's anything singularly um, special about that dislike you would have about Meghan Markle versus, say, anybody else whose choices. Like, we, you know, poke fun at celebrities all the time for right. the silly, ridiculous things. And they are definitely in that piece on display if you want to read about, like, the overly curated, you know, home that she lives in and how difficult it was for them to find a home. And you're like, really? Was it? I mean, you know for those of us who, like... Yeah, are like... Uh, maybe not dealing in the millions when it comes <laughs> right. to the homes we're buying. It's hard to relate to that. So it can be unrelatable, but that's the way every celebrity lives their right. life. And actually, you just taught me a lesson in all of that, honestly. And that was, you know, I sort of, we sort of joke about reading the report of the report, which is our favorite thing to do. But it is important to then also read the source material because... The report of the report is always going to be from the perspective of the tabloid media yeah. and what they want, the perspective they want to push. Which is also good for our audience. Right. Like, don't just take our word for it. Yeah. Go read it yourself. And I will say, if you, I mean, it's a lot, and I get that you maybe don't want to spend like an hour with Meghan Markle. Also, we go deep on the shallow. But, you That's know, but some do. people do, <laughs> yeah. and I think you will find it insightful. You may, I mean, you may like some of it, you may not, but I think the, the takeaway for us is like, when you see these like hot take headlines about Meghan Markle driving a wedge between Harry and his family, think twice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, something you don't need to think twice about, and that is a dirt alert. Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. is here with all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up? Hey, Hello. Hi. Let's talk about Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin's divorce. So much drama. Yes. So much drama. I guess divorces generally are, but... 
They can be. They can Celebrities. be. Celebrities. Yeah. Uh, especially when a lot of money is involved. Now, Sylvester Stallone is responding to Jennifer Flavin's divorce fi- filing, denying any wrongdoing regarding their marital assets, meaning money. Now, Sylvester mm. Stallone is denying Jennifer Flavin's allegations that he, quote, engaged in the intentional uh, depletion and or waste of marital assets, which has had an adverse economic impact on the marital estate. So, essentially, he was wasting stuff. He was wasting monies, etc. Now, Stallone's legal team has affirmed that Stallone has, quote, not engaged in that type of behavior. Now, if you are to believe NT Lawyer and some of the blind items that we've uh, read about Sylvester Stallone's divorce, is that mm, perhaps he has been moving some of the marital assets around in order to support a child that he had with yeah. one of his daughter's Ooh. friends. Ooh. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so true. And also, that didn't we... Wasn't there something about his negotiations for the next Rocky movie, too? Uh, that that was causing us all kinds of suspicion. I mean, all I'm saying is all the puzzle pieces are snapping together quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, so the speculation was that Sylvester Stallone was really adamant publicly about getting a cut of the Rocky franchise that he thought was owed to him because he knew that the bills were going to be piling up because of this impending divorce. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's- it's clear there's some stuff going on, there is some resentment, and there is some uh, refreshment in the form of lots of money. Yeah. Who's going to get that? Refreshment. refreshment. I would like to be refreshed in lots of money. Right? <laughs> refreshment. Oh, but instead, we'll just get lemonade. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on to Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato says that she doesn't plan on making any more documentaries about her life anytime soon. Probably a good That's idea. That's probably a good plan. Just go live your life. Yeah, just go live Doc- your life. Save is the documentaries she, for later. Is she going to do more like summoning alien uh, shows? Oh, you would watch yeah. those. Colleen I did watch aliens. it. It was a little more. I even I couldn't handle. Was it a little it. extra? It was a little extra. It was a little like, uh, yeah, like power of suggestiony, and I just it, power of suggestion. Yeah, I, I wasn't here for it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, it was a, but that was like a part of a whole celebrity thing to talk about aliens because of that dumb app, wasn't there? Like an app. There that- is an app, and I think Demi that that TV show didn't use the app. I don't think actually. You know what? To be fair, I did not watch the whole thing, but yes, there was like a very, there was a concerted effort on behalf of celebrities. Well, wasn't it Lin- Lindsay Lohan was promoting it? It was like Kesha. Oh yeah, Demi Kesha. Lovato. Yeah. I believe maybe Lindsay Lohan also was pushing it. Um, and no, and now that I think about it, yes, I think that the guy, the guy who's behind that app, was also involved in some way in that show. Uh, on what I don't even remember what the hell network that was. It the was Alien either, Network. Uh, it was either on Hulu or Peacock. History. Well, the Alien Network is oh, yeah. typically the History Peacock. Channel because <laughs> that's the aliens True. guy. Aliens. Aliens. Uh, the show that we're talking about is called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. So if you are interested in Demi Lovato going and looking for aliens, go and watch that because we're not going to be getting any memoirs, documentaries nope. about Demi Lovato because she said, "Look, I'm going to wait until I have some things to say." You know, I think that that's, I think that that is wise, yeah. and I support that counseling. Yes, Thank you. yes. Go listen to Demi Lovato's so, so new is album. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is, it is out as we speak. Um, uh, Kim Kardashian is finding herself the subject of some Photoshop fails yet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time an eagle. Yeah, what was this all about? I saw the headline. 
Um, so a TikToker noticed that Kim Kardashian appeared to remove her trapezius muscle around her neck and shoulders. In you a cannot photo. do without that. I'm here to tell That's you. That's a necessary item. That's there for a reason. Yeah. So this was in a photo that Kim posted in uh, to promote her collaboration with Beats by Dre. And so she's saying that Kim Kardashian, yeah, photoshopped away her muscle, her trapezius muscle on her neck. And you can see the before and after. And it's quite ridiculous. I just really, I want to live in a Kardashian head for a minute that just goes, I don't like that thing. Get rid of that thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you've been raised that that. way from the beginning to just not have to do the things you don't want to do. I mean, it's pretty (sighs) easy to see that you would end up 20 years down the line. Not expecting that reality would apply to you. Right? Just yeah. deleting muscles. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to delete the uh, skeletal system of my body yeah. until I Photoshop myself into a giant blob of skin. I, just, I don't like my me, forehead. Get I'm rid like, of it. Get rid of my I'm forehead. Always delete just like, it. For what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for what? Well, uh, yeah, also. Because like, we don't need again, to know that you have a muscle that's in your body. And we have eyeballs, and we've seen that yeah. on you other times. And if we saw you on your show. I mean, I'm all here for like getting the best filter possible on my face. Yeah. The older I get, give, I'm like, give me them filters. But, but I get it. Reality is removing hard. Removing your muscles it's, is a next level. It's hard to live in that world. Flex. Holly, thank you for Literally. that dirt alert. When she we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I that's know. true. We're going to uh, solve some pop culture mysteries after this. Well, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. It is Tuesday. It is not Wednesday. I know. I wish it was Wednesday, but. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say I wish. I just thought it was. It's definitely not. It is Tuesday at the Minnesota State Fair. We're so glad. Getting ahead uh, of myself. For all of the people who are here. And if you're on your way out here, it's a beautiful day. We'd love to see you now. Let's get to those pop culture mysteries we solve in the form of blind items. Holly's going to deliver to them. Us, them. Deli- we're, deliver that's going to happen us. right now. Bye. <laughs> oh, I see. We're all warmed up to solve celebrity gossip yeah. mysteries. Uh, is, are we sure it's not Wednesday? Been doing this for 10 years. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's solve this wonderful Tuesday afternoon celebrity gossip mystery. This A minus list actress is trying to stop the release of a podcast episode where she trash-talked her NFL ex and accidentally revealed things she was absolutely oh. not allowed to reveal about him. Oh, Shailene. Olivia Munn, but probably Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Who's her I ex? Thought, I, I thought uh, Olivia Munn for the same reason you thought Shailene Woodley, because... Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Holly, question. Bef- fill in the blank and then I have a question for you. Yeah, okay. So, um, Shailene Woodley is trying to stop the release of a podcast episode where she trash-talked her ex, Aaron Rodgers. And Shailene Woodley accidentally revealed things she was absolutely not allowed to reveal about him. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I hope that gets released. Secrets. I cannot wait. I hope that that thing gets released. Holly, here's my question for you. I just checked my Twitter DMs. Listen, you guys, I'm terrible at checking DMs. I apologize. That's just a blanket apology for everybody known and unknown in my life. Holly, was that a dialogue between Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan about the brain? Was that real? I can't confirm nor deny that because I don't listen to that particular person. So go to your Twitter DMs. Holly sent us a transcript of a conversation, presumably from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, 
that featured uh, Aaron Rodgers, wherein Aaron Rodgers wants you to know he doesn't believe in the brain. Oh, I don't believe in brains as a whole, he says. Yeah. Now, I just want to say... Is that a belief? I feel like that's just a thing. Here's the th- like, You don't have to believe in them. They're, that's, they're, it's real. Here's the thing about that. The fact that we have to speculate on whether or not this dialogue yeah, is true. Yeah, it tells us it's that, yeah. It says more about Aaron Rodgers, actually. Yeah. It says, yeah, I've done my own research and brains just don't check out to me. That feels right. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, I, I just want to point out science works. I just want to. I would like to see his research. All of this allegedly, if this is real dialogue, started with a question to him about if he's ever received any brain injuries from football, and I would like to say that feels like proof to me. <sighs> Not saying I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, do with I, that what you will. I hope if you believe in real. it. I don't know. I just hope for yeah. the sake of us and the people around him. That's not real. Yeah, let's hope for and all the of world and reality and, such as. and science yeah. and such science as U.S. And Americans. As. Thank you. Here's another celebrity <laughs> gossip mystery. Yikes. Okay, so there have always been death threats leveled against this A-list, illiterate reality star. Apparently, some have gone to the next level, and there are dozens of people protecting her one way or another at any given time. Oh, that feels like a Kim. Yeah, experience. it is a Kim. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So whenever Gosh. she's out and about, there might be a dozen security detail surrounding her at any given point, And we don't even know about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't just Photoshop her trapezius out. Maybe somebody actually stole it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's next level thievery. Well, this doesn't, this actually is not a surprise because remember, it was just last week that we talked about that vice uh, interview yeah. where the reporter talked to one of the thieves that stole from Kim Kardashian, or I should say rob- robbed her. I forget like, yeah. which no, is which. No, rob, robbing a is like armed robbery. A, a thief or a burglar. There's burglar. N- yeah, that's, there's no Kidnapper. weapon. I don't know. Anyway, the guy that stole her ring and jewels, mm-hmm. he was uh, just in headlines and it would therefore not surprise me to think that there are tons of security around her at all times. At all times. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, fool me once, shame on you. I don't think she was in a place where she wanted to get fooled, fooled again. Fooled again, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. This A-list actress, who sometimes directs, has been trying to get networks interested in an interview with her to be shot at the very end of next month with what she hopes will be damaging documents about her ex. No North American networks want to touch it for fear of upsetting her ex, but a UK reporter for an online news organization is apparently the front runner. Olivia Wilde. Okay, I was so convict- or convinced. I was so that busy was- watching Bradley dramatically wink at me. I <laughs> like missed most of Jason that. Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, uh, uh, so much drama. Is it okay. Adele? Uh, oh, she's not an actress. Who has a troublesome ex? Uh, mm. Well, in her mind, yes. Oh, oh. Mm. No, no. Did you say foreign-born actress? No. Oh, just a. Oh, I made that up. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. Now I need to listen to this uh, without Bradley's winking. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Angelina Jolie has been trying to get networks interested in an interview with her to be uh-huh. shot at the very end of next month in what mm. Angelina Jolie hopes will be damaging documents about her ex. Now, no North American networks want to touch this interview for fear of upsetting Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean, but, like, let yeah. it go. Let it go. Yeah, but the, I, I feel like she feels like this is a part of her, like, whatever she's doing is connected to her career or the reputation she has as an actress or a celebrity or a person, such that, like, we're not getting out of this without mm-hmm. her telling us everything at some point. <sighs> It's a lot. Listen, I will just sit there and I will take it whenever she needs to get it out of her. uh, I'll just, I'll allow it to wash over me. But well, you just just kind of want it. It's like TikTok. Can we do this already? Like whatever it is you need to tell us, can you tell us? Because it seems like you're holding some stuff back. Yeah. Dude seems like he's trying to move on with his life, right or wrong. I mean, I have always been on Team Angelina just because I think she got a raw deal with the way she was treated, you know, Mm -hmm. with, you know, the like tabloid media and stuff. Um, but still, it's like, come on, you guys are like entangled in this post-marriage space that's really awkward for everyone. It is. It is serious. I feel like we're at a dinner party with a couple that's fighting in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, okay. You're like, okay, but it's like been ten years somebody now. Somebody passed the potatoes. I mean, it's literally okay. been ten years, hasn't it? Almost. It's, it feels like it. Well, yeah. Well, we. I feel like we have been talking about these two. Well, no, that's not true. I remember, when did they get divorced? 2016 okay. was when he piddled on the tarmac. Yeah, so it's only been since 2016, but that's a long time. It feels like forever. That's yeah. six years. That's a long, It's a real long uh, time. <sighs> Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Apparently, the original tip about the permanent A-list athlete's fillers being messed up as a reason for needing time off was spot on. He has oh. developed some kind of staph infection related to them. Oof. Oh, that's unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. Did you say athlete? it's an athlete? Yeah. Is With it Tom fillers? Brady? Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady had fillers mm. and got a secret staph infection? Mm. But didn't Did all you sports fans know, know that? Nobody's yeah. shaking their head. Oh, yes. I'm, oh, getting, okay. I'm getting a nod right. over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. All, right. All right. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I did see some headline about like things being, that he said something about things being really rough for him right now. Oh, okay. So well, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Well, we hope we wish Poor him the best. Guy. It's rough. Best, uh, best yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that tip. Okay. Appreciate just, it. You know, just, you come just, you, just, just the tip. Uh-huh. You come to us for sports. No, you don't. No, you don't. Please don't. You definitely should not. If you do, you're in the wrong place. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Holly Roberts, uh, you really uh, you really delivered on those blind items. Thank you very much. Thank you. That uh, that felt that made me feel like it's a Tuesday. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, Chris Rock is apparently talking about that slap, uh, only not to the media. But he's got a way of talking about it. Bradley's going to tell us all about that when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. It is absolutely beautiful out at the Minnesota State Fair. Gorgeous. Ooh. 
This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and yes, can we just quickly say some thank yous to uh, yeah. our wonderful engineering staff who keeps us on the air and sounding good, and uh, to our promotion staff who are working so hard behind the scenes. By the way, Bradley, uh, t shirts, because today. Yes, we are modeling. Cobra shirts. Yes. It's our Team Cobra established 2012 anniversary t-shirt. It is an unofficial anniversary t-shirt. However, it is unofficial. I don't know. I mean, is it official? It's as official as it's going to get. Exactly. Uh, okay, Bradley Trainer. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Chris Rock is apparently actually talking about the slap. Yeah, so I think like, I don't know, I'll just speak for myself. The only person I really cared to hear from regarding the uh, Chris Rock slap heard around the world mm-hmm. uh, at the hand of Will Smith was Chris Rock, meaning we, we've we heard a lot from Will Smith mm-hmm. about that experience, um, but I, I'm over here like, I, I kind of just want to hear about the guy who it happened to, and it comes as no surprise that he's talking about it on tour, right? So right. it's not that he's like sitting down with Oprah or going on the Red Table Talk or doing some sort of like typical celebrity you know, sit-down interview. That doesn't seem really Chris Rock style. Right. But he's actually addressing it while he's doing his stand-up show, which that's what artists do, right, when they're dealing with life. Like, yeah. that's how they create their art. So better to to see what he has to say with uh, say about it within his art. And he did that. Now, he did it in the way that, like, you know, only Chris Rock can. And I'm not going to, like, verbatim walk you through the humor of Chris Rock because that just seems like... You know, that's going to take the Thank humor you. out of it. Like, Thank you for that. Chris Rock said. <laughs> but essentially, he did, like, draw a comparison. Uh, well, okay, so now I'm going to do what I said I wasn't going to do. So during the show, as reported by the Arizona Republic, because they were there, Rock compared returning the Oscars like returning to the scene of a crime. And in the process, he, like, references O.J. Simpson. And so, like, you <laughs> okay. know, in the way that Chris yep. Rock can, right? Um but then, in addition, so he's dealing it with that situation, again, with humor. But the other thing that he reveals, apparently, is or has revealed in his stand-up show, is that um, the Oscars asked him to host again. And uh, he was like, yeah, so why would that be a good idea, right? Who like, thought that was smart? Uh, he said he refused the invitation. He also revealed that he was offered a, uh, um, offered a Super Bowl commercial due to the incident, but, quote, profanely refused that as well. Profanely refused yeah. it. Yeah. Like, why would... Like, I don't get... What? How does that come through? Like, hey, you want to do a Super Bowl commercial? Like, maybe we'll have you slap somebody. Oh. Or, like, you can just see some dumb... Uh, yeah. I shouldn't say dumb, but you can see some, like... Mm, Troll? Trolly yeah. uh, business person who's like, hey, I got a great idea yeah. for a commercial, like, Chris. Mm. No. And, uh, yeah, no. I don't know. I, I For me, the Super Bowl commercial thing, I can under, like, I can, I can, I can build a path to that better than I can build a path to inviting him back to do the Oscars. Yeah. Like, who's, who, what? I just don't, I don't understand. I think that says a lot, you know, and, and as I read it, we're talking about Will Smith, um, or, well, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and Chris Rock then now talking about it in his stand-up, like, you know, you could see, I guess, where the Oscars, they think it's about, this whole thing is about them. And what I will say 
is um, this particular piece I read said they reached out to the Academy to find out, like, what was your thought process mm-hmm. behind that? And they didn't get anybody, uh, nobody responded. But, well, they should be embarrassed. But <laughs> they did talk about the uh, president of entertainment, Craig Erwich, the ABC president of uh, entertainment, Craig Erwich, who said in May that he was open to rock hosting the 2023 telecast. And he said, quote... My assessment of the Oscars was that it was a really successful year for the show. Obviously, there was a lot of controversy, which overshadowed a lot of the positive things about the show, but I was really happy with the program. Even though that very unfortunate moment, the show started off up uh, year over year. Wait a minute, when did he say that? He said that shortly after. After the event? Yeah, like, were you there? Like, it basically ruined the whole telecast. I mean, do you... It sucked the life out of the room and uh, out of the country, frankly, for a day. I it really, A day? I'm just saying, I mean, like, it's it had a much larger effect. August. And he's like, it's fine. <laughs> Every, you know, we had a great... This, there was a little snafu uh, on stage. It was but a slap-foo, is what it was. Yeah, a slap-foo. Slap yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that is, like, the most... Well, like it's re- obtuse way to put that. Like, so I think what I hear you saying is uh, the the Academy, the people who put on the Oscars, are in a little bit of what we would call denial. Oh, totally in yeah. denial, one hundred percent. And to then think that, like, to have the chutzpah to then go up to the person who is a victim of a yeah. crime or an, you know, like a potential crime. Right, like to right. go. Hey, you, hey, you want to do that again? You want to do that again? Can no! I also? Can I also? Like, have you given this any thought? Because I've been thinking about this. Come, come next Oscars. You might think like, oh, okay, well, we'll all just move on. No, it's going to be the first anniversary of the slap. Well, yeah, everybody's going to think about that the whole time. Yeah, the show is going on. It's kind of like the year before, well, two years ago, or whenever they did the the wrong announcement. For uh, best picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and they couldn't drop that. Remember, um, that yours? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Me Are too. You? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, feedback. keep talking. It's fine. Janet Jackson just... feedback. Um, where were we? We were talking about how the one year anniversary, and that's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. So, and like, I'm telling you, like every interviewer is going to be trying to clamor to get the interview with either Will, there Will be Smith slap or on stage? yeah, or or how are you thinking Chris about Rock one year or, on? And you know this, who's going to be out front? Will Smith. Will Smith is going to well, be out front. He's going to be the voice of that. For uh, sure. I don't know, though. I mean, I feel like he might be crickets. Because remember, he cannot go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can still be oh, nominated. Okay. Nope, and remember, right. there's a film that's coming out that is expected to do well. So, if I, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, I think there's a scenario wherein he could win but not be there. So he can he can't go. Yep. He's not a member of the academy any longer. Well, he retired. He from retired the academy, from the academy. Or whatever you say. But left. he still can be nominated and he can win. I think so, yeah, because the only punishment was like you can't go to the telecast. Oh. That's frustrating. I'm sorry. I just I'm I, I'm just entertaining this scenario. Yeah. For the first my, time. My level of frustration really was just in the moment. I think the Academy has a lot to account for because I think that, the, you know, the fact that they didn't react or it took them so long to react just oh, yeah. is, like, unconscionable. Because if, you know, it, in a hundred other situations, you, you could have just seen that whole situation getting much worse. And that doesn't make any sense from an institution who's supposed to have its 
bleep together, which we know for other reasons hasn't over time. So I guess I should not be that surprised no. regardless. Anyway, the moral of this story is our good friend Chris Rock is actually um, talking about this in the best way possible. And that's through comedy and through his art. What he does best. Yeah. Which we're glad about. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bradley, for doing You're heavy welcome. lifting on that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got a question for you. Here's the question. Is there a noise that you find to be so distracting? A noise? What is the most distracting sound to you? 651-641-1071. Now, we should also say, I actually planned everything backwards today, and we thought we would be having this conversation while the actual parade was happening. Well, good news. It's not. It's not. So... Anyway, what's the most distracting sound to you? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071.